You are listening to another episode of the Hey Social Babes podcast, where we cover all things business, mindset, self-love, and being a powerful fucking woman. Brought to you by Social Babes Co. If you would like to be part of a fire community that's all about growing and glowing together, make sure you check out the Social Babes Sorority Club, our monthly membership for women in business. My name is Brittany Megan, and I will be your host. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Hey, social babes. Welcome back to the podcast. I could not be more excited for today's episode. This has been so long overdue and I couldn't be more excited to introduce you to Rebecca Simon, who is the founder of the success society and who is also a business coach to virtual service providers. In the past year, Rebecca has managed to grow her TikTok 26,000 followers. And today she's going to be sharing her biggest secrets on all things TikTok with us and spilling her secret sauce. So without further ado, let's jump into this episode. Hey, Rebecca, welcome to the podcast. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. I love talking all things TikTok. So I'm really excited about this podcast. (laughs) We are so excited to have you here, girl. And I feel like, like I was saying before, this has been long overdue. So I'm excited to pick your brain today and really dive deep into all things TikTok, especially with being a business coach. I think it's so cool that you've been able to grow this platform um, versus, you know, being a content creator. I'm I'm sure the strategy and everything behind it is a little different and we're excited to kind of dig deep with this. So let's jump in. Why don't you go ahead and we'll start off by just tell us about your journey and how you got started as a business coach. Yeah. So I feel like my journey was kind of funny because I was one of those people that actually enjoyed my nine to five. (laughs) I liked going to work. I was in HR. So I was a director of human resources and I wasn't necessarily looking to become a business owner. I really never, like it never crossed my mind. I was going to my nine to five. I enjoyed what I was doing, where I was working. Um, but at the time I like on the side, I was doing a lot of nannying and babysitting. And I remember thinking to myself, I was like, gosh, there has to be a way to make extra cash (laughs) without watching other people's kids. So I went to Google and I did, I think what a lot of people do, they like type in how to make money online or (laughs) different side hustles, stuff like that. And I came across the world of becoming a virtual assistant. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. This is something that I totally could do. So I started my virtual assistant business and I was just doing it nights and weekends. And it's so crazy because the more and more I worked as a VA, the less and less I cared about my corporate nine to five job. Um, I became so passionate about my business because I had those like things that I could experience like freedom and being able to set my rates and being able to work with whoever I wanted to work with. And I became more and more obsessed with my VA business. And I learned how to leverage all of the skills that I had for my corporate job and use them in my VA business to scale. And from there, I scaled to an online business manager. And I was working as an online business manager. By that point, I was able to leave my nine to five in my corporate job and go all in on being an OBM. And then the pandemic hit. (laughs) And I think during that time, we um, all were like at home and we were all in lockdown. And I did what I think a lot of people did. And I downloaded TikTok. And I had zero intention of posting anything. I was just scrolling 
um, for the longest time. And I was so bored. I was like, Hey, why not just post a video about what it's like to be a VA or an OBM? And I had zero intention of using it as a marketing tool in my business. It was more of, I was home all day by myself <laughs> dying of boredom and I just had fun with it. And then I was slowly able to grow. And I think what was cool is because coaching had never been something that I thought of doing. Um, but as I was posting, I was realizing that not a lot of people knew about the online space. And there were so many people that were unhappy in their nine to fives, and they had no idea that they could become a virtual assistant or how to use their corporate skills and be in the online space. So I started a community where it really was a space for people to learn about the online space, how they could become a VA or an OBM or a copywriter or a web designer, how they can take the skills that they already have and have an online business so they can leave their nine to fives. And from there, it scaled and scaled. And I think for me too, like Google is this black hole of information. And it is so much when you Google, like how to become a virtual assistant, but creating that space over time where um, it's not that big black hole and being that go-to person on TikTok that talks about becoming a VA has really been amazing for me because I've been able to share my experience and now give back to others and serve my community that way. That is so incredible, girl. And I want to say like, first of all, like kudos to you for really just running with this platform, because you're right. I think when the pandemic hit, there was so many of us that either like you either thrived through it and like learned something new or, or created this like new revenue stream or really, you know, just jumped into a new hobby or there was like the other half of us, like me, who just continued doing our regular kind of day-to-day -day things. And, you know, for me, I, I feel like I wish that I jumped on it back then. So I'm so proud of you and so happy for you that you were able to do that. And especially like being able to help service providers, because like I was saying before, like, I don't think that we had ever thought of TikTok as a platform for business until the pandemic. So it's really cool that you were kind of able to do this. So let's jump into TikTok. I mean, I feel like there is so much of a hype around TikTok. And all I keep hearing is everybody saying, if you're not on TikTok, you're doing it wrong. So what is the hype around TikTok? We need to know. Yeah. Yeah. I think first of all, if you are not on TikTok, you are totally missing out because there are people waiting to see you and to learn about you and to get to know you on TikTok. We're in a really cool stage where TikTok wants you to be discovered by a new audience and new people versus Instagram. Definitely over the last few months, they've been competing with TikTok and really trying to push content out to new people. But Historically, it's been really hard to get your content on Instagram out to new people versus TikTok. They want you to grow and they want you to be seen by a new audience. People ask me every single day, is it too late to be on TikTok? Or I should have joined earlier during the pandemic, or there's no point of joining now. But really the reality is, is there are people that are waiting to be seen by you. It's just getting on TikTok, everyone has to start somewhere, right? Just like Instagram, we all started on Instagram at some point. It's having that same mindset and just starting and putting content out there um, because people are literally waiting to be 
to be seen and to learn about you. I love that so much. And I feel like the social media, like guru in me is kind of screaming about that because I, I really do think it has so much to do with mindset and probably consistency, right? Totally. A lot of it is being consistent, but just like any platform, I think like Instagram, um, Facebook, however, you know, you're using social media, there's definitely even just being a business owner, you have to be consistent to see results. Uh, but it's always quality over quantity. So people ask me, oh my gosh, I had, do I have to post three times a day to grow? Or do I like the algorithm is always going to be changing, right? Like there's always different gurus and experts saying post this many times per day, use this many hashtags, but in reality, in my opinion, it's, you know, the algorithm is always going to be changing. It's just putting out that first video and quality over quantity. I would rather have someone post one really good quality video on TikTok than post seven videos that they made in like five minutes. Right. Um, but also at the same time, knowing that like nothing's ever going to be perfect, it's just taking the first steps and posting that video. And then over time it gets easier. Oh, just like reels, you learn to understand the app and how to edit and what content does well versus what content doesn't do well. And from making more and more videos, you're able to see what videos are doing well and what videos don't do well. And you're able to create more because you have more data and metrics around what does well with your audience and what they want to see from you. So from there, you're really able to listen to your community and grow and scale your business. I love that so much. And it kind of brings me into like wanting to ask you another question, which is, do you think it's super important for us to be following TikTok trends? I think there's a good mix of trends that you, you know, I think trends are a really easy way to start on TikTok because if you're someone that thought they weren't creative at the beginning, like me, I thought, oh my gosh, I am not creative at all. I, <laughs> I struggle with, you know, thinking of ideas, uh, TikTok trends are an easy way, not only for you to be pushed by the algorithm because TikTok wants you to be a part of the trends, but it's just somewhere where it's like easy to start. But I also think there needs to be a mix of thought leadership in there too, and talking about you and your business and people are going to get to know you as a person and want to learn from you. So having that mix between trends and then also providing that thought leadership will grow your account organically. I love that so much. And I think that like, you're right when it comes to the trends, I, I feel like now for me, I'll hear a sound and automatically will be like, you know, something I could do this. This is an idea. And it just kind of sparks, like, I don't know about you girl, but I'll be out and having a conversation and I hear something and it reminds me of like a trending sound. <laughs> And I'm like quoting these things during the day. So it also helps people remember. And I know even for me, you know, there's been times where I've needed to go back and find a trending sound, but because I've saw, let's say a creator or, you know, a service provider in this space use the sound before and the way that they did that trend, I just remembered, I remembered to go back to their profile to find that sound and just revisit them. Right. Yeah. And another cool tool you can use, there's a website called Talkboard. So if you're sitting there and you're like, gosh, what trend should I use? Or 
um, you don't have any ideas. You can find the trending songs and then get ideas from the trending songs too, as well. So you can use that tool as a way to like, if you don't have any trends or if you're not sure what to post, um, using tools like Talkboard and looking at other creators and using that as inspiration to create new content. I think it's so much easier than what Instagram was, right? Like Instagram, I always felt this pressure to like, I didn't want to copy anyone. I wanted my content to be perfect. And I wanted my feed to look good versus TikTok. I feel like there's so much less pressure. There's so much less pressure to be perfect, to have the perfect feed. And TikTok's kind of cool in the fact that they want you to participate in the trends and they want you to quote unquote, copy someone, but with your own niche and with your own twist, which makes things so much more fun, in my opinion. (laughs) I love that so much, girl. That's such a good point. And I am definitely going to be going to check out that platform website because I feel like I never knew about it. And now I'm like, okay, I need to go check this out because that feels like it would save me so much time. (laughs) Yeah. It saved me a lot of time too. So (laughs) had to mention that. I love that girl. We're all here for the juicy tips. So I want to also ask you like with all this kind of being said, um, what do you think some of your top tips would be for building a solid presence on TikTok? Yeah. I think first when you, when you're thinking about a presence and building your brand and using it as a marketing tool, you want to think, okay, like now that they're on TikTok, how can I funnel them somewhere else? Or how can I get them over to my Instagram? Or how can I get them to download my lead magnet or um, get them in my circle or my on my email list somehow? So thinking about different ways how you can do that um, is something that I always suggest doing. So for example, my lead magnet is, well, one of my lead magnets is a freebie. It's a free quiz on how you can leverage your corporate skills in the online world. So what I did was I made a quick video saying, Hey, you know, do you not know how to leverage your corporate skills in the online world? A quick video about it. And then I pinned it to the top of my TikTok page. That's the first thing that people see when they come to my profile. So when they watch that and they're like, oh my gosh, a free quiz. And it leads them into my email list where I can nurture them more to hopefully convert them into a client later. So also using tools and being strategic about how you can get get them over to Instagram to where maybe you can start a conversation with them in the DMs or get them on your email list into your funnel, being strategic with what you're posting, but then also having fun with it too. A hundred percent. I love that so much. And I feel like, um, for me, I've kind of always thought that TikTok was a platform where people kind of go more so to consume. And I feel like when we're in these kinds of platforms, it's so important to be using like call to actions and all of these things. And, and with only being able to use like so many words in the caption, it's not like Instagram where you can really write many blog posts there. Um, we kind of have to remember to talk about these things, right? Yeah. And using those three pinned uh, videos at the top of your feed is a really cool way for people to get to know you. I kind of think of it like the stories on Instagram, um, but like on TikTok. (laughs) So pinning those videos that aren't viral, I always say like, don't pin the ones that are viral, right? Like you could pin the ones that are viral if you don't have a lot of content, but you want to pin the ones that are going to lead 
into that lead magnet or that are introducing yourself. So that's the first thing they see when they come to your page, not necessarily pinning viral trends, but using those three spots strategically so you can scale and grow your business. That is so smart, girl. I'm like thinking of the word prime real estate right now. And I feel like it's like the perfect word to describe this. It is. That's exactly the right term. I love that. When we really are talking about, I guess, like building a solid presence, do you think like engagement on TikTok is something that we should be worrying about? Like I know with Instagram, that's a huge thing is intentional and strategic engagement, but I don't know if it's something that really matters on TikTok. I think definitely it's part of a growth strategy that you could use. But the one thing I think is that is cool about TikTok versus Instagram is that you could be scrolling through your own feed and you could come across this really cute cat video and you could comment and be like, Oh my gosh, like what a cute cat. This is so funny. You know, I have a cat of my own or like something. Right. And as you're growing your following and your presence, those comments will come up first for your followers when they're looking at the same videos. So it helps in that strategic way to where they're getting to know you because they're seeing what types of videos you like. You're interacting with other creators or other business owners. And then they see that and they get to know you extra. They get to know you in that type of way versus responding to comments is great and all right. Uh, but being able to just scroll on TikTok in your free time and just watch those random videos or like those Amazon must haves and comment and be true to like whatever creator you're commenting on is a really cool way to engage because it takes the pressure off of like, oh my gosh, I got to respond to every single comment on my video and it's engaging organically, but allowing your audience to get to know you on the deeper level. I love that. That is such a good tip girl. And I'm literally soaking all of this up. I think that by the end of this episode, we're going to be like TikTok queens and I'm living for every second of it. Um, I want to ask you to TikTok lives. Is this a thing, girl? Like, is this something that we should be doing or including regularly in part of our strategy as well? So TikTok lives can be very scary and intimidating and either you love doing them or they're not your thing. I've learned (laughs) either they, you know, you love going live and interacting and engaging with your followers, or it makes you feel super uncomfortable and you just don't like it. And I don't think going live is definitely a strategy for growth, but at the end of the day, I always tell my clients and my students, if going live makes you feel uncomfortable and you're going to like get anxiety and have a panic attack and, um, it's just not for you. Don't like force yourself to go live, start small, right? So start posting on TikTok every single day, um, and start getting to know your followers and building that presence and then go live when you feel comfortable going live and come with content prepared too, because the worst thing is when I made this mistake, right? I went live and then no one was asking me questions and I didn't really have anything prepared. And then I was like, ah, oh, what do I say? What do I talk about? What do like, do I just end the live? It's only been three minutes. Um, but coming prepared with a topic, but also not forcing yourself and going live when you're ready. Uh, because I was never the type of person to go live on Instagram or, um, if you would have asked anyone a few years ago, if I would ever even be on TikTok, they would say, oh my gosh, Rebecca, no way. You're absolutely crazy. She would never be posting anything on TikTok. So just start with what you're comfortable with. 
Um, and then when you feel ready to go live, go live and do it in a way that feels good to you. Don't feel like, don't go live just because you feel like it's the only way to grow because that's totally not true. I love that. I think like forcing things when they don't feel right is it just like for me and the past I've noticed, it feels super unauthentic. And when you feel that it's, it, there's a difference between getting outside of your comfort zone and really forcing yourself to do something that doesn't feel natural. Right. And I think that there's two really big differences. And I feel like sometimes we forget and we kind of want to like follow what everybody else is doing. And I think that especially when it comes to social media, it's so important that we stay true to ourselves. And, you know, if a, if a trend, you know, if somebody is twerking, it doesn't mean that you need to twerk if you're somebody who's super conserved. Right. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Exactly. It's just being true and genuine to yourself and your audience will like that. Your audience will be attracted to you because you're you. And that's, you know what I mean? Like, it's like when you try and force something on TikTok, or I think with any platform and you, you become that inauthentic, it doesn't feel good to you. And then your audience and community notices that a hundred percent girl. I couldn't agree with you more. This has been such a juicy episode. I do have one last question for you. What is your favorite boss girl quote and why? Okay. I think mine is don't give up don't take anything personally and don't take no for an answer because one of the most important things throughout my own personal journey has been not only staying consistent, but overcoming those mindset obstacles about not giving up and to keep going. And when things get hard to continue to keep going and push yourself through that, because that's where the growth really happens. Um, don't take anything personally because especially as a business owner, there are going to be a bunch of times or even on TikTok, right? You're going to get your first hate comment and it's not going to feel great, (laughs) but learning how to not take it personally and to learn like, okay, that person is dealing with their own issues and I'm going to do me because I'm showing up as myself and serving my audience and community. And the last one, don't take no for an answer. I think that's been really big for me because There has been so many times where I've been said no to so many different pieces of my business as I've been growing, or people have told me I'm not going to be able to do it. Or, you know, it's really a mistake that you quit your corporate job when you had a six figure salary, taking those risks and just jumping in and going hundred percent and not taking no for an answer that is going to lead to success. I love this. This was such a good quote, girl. I am definitely going to have to put it on our quote wall. So thank you for that one. And this has been definitely one of my favorite episodes to date. Why don't you tell us how we can stay connected with you? There's any exciting things happening in your business that we should know about and all of the deeds. Yeah. So of course you can find me on TikTok. (laughs) My handle is virtual assistant coach. You can also find me on Instagram. My handle there is work with Becca and feel free to send me DMS. I love chatting in the DMS with all of the people who have listened to podcasts that I've been on. So definitely um, connect with me there. My website is also workwithbecca.com. Thank you so much for joining us again, Rebecca. 
Babes, make sure you go ahead and follow and connect with Rebecca on Instagram, on TikTok, and all the places. And also let us know what your favorite part of this episode was. All of her information is going to be tagged in the show notes. Remember that you are beautiful, confident, capable, and worthy of whatever your heart desires. We love you, social babes. And until next time, stay social. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Hey Social Babes podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure that you share it to your Instagram stories and tag us. That way we can share the love. But before you go, if you are craving to be part of a girl gang that's all about growing and glowing together, the sorority club is totally for you. We have jam-packed this membership with everything that you need to stay inspired and accountable throughout your entire journey to becoming the powerful social babe that you were born to be. Follow the link in our show notes for more information and use the code HeySocialBabes at checkout to join for just $7 for your first month. We hope to see you on the inside, babe. Until next time, stay social.